0: Welcome to the Eric Erickson
1: Show podcast, hour two. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across America, for better or worse. The phone number, 877-973-7425, if you'd like to be on the program. Uh, So you're just going to have to, you're going to have to bear with me. Because I want to talk to you about something, and it's, I got a serious topic to talk to you about, and I don't want to bore you to death with it. I don't want to sound like a broken record on it. And I know uh, you're not going to hear a topic like this. It's not your standard conservative radio affair, but it's that important to me. No, we're not going theology today. We're going foreign affairs. Uh, And the reason is because there's been a coup attempt in the nation of Gabon. Um, and it is a, well, not a good situation. The president, uh, is being deposed. The president himself is a bit of a dictator and soldiers have decided to declare a coup after the president, uh, won his third term. His family comes from a political dynasty. Uh, his father had ruled since 1967. Now, why should you care about this? This goes back to the whole unknown, unknown thing I've been harping about. I just, I've just i got this sense that there is something stirring in the shadows, and we don't have a good grasp of what it is as a nation because we've got an, an 80-something-year-old president who's asleep at the wheel, and his progressives that he has surrounded himself with in the administration, they don't care about this stuff. And let me put this in context that you can care about. Uh, In one African nation, they have decided to sentence to death two men, if you believe CNN, for being gay. And that's not actually true. The men are not being sentenced to death for being gay they are sentenced to death for assaulting a wheelchair-bound senior citizen and raping a child. But the media wants you to believe it's because they've criminalized homosexuality and that's why they're going to be executed. This I think you can understand. Before we fled Afghanistan, our brave State Department decided to hoist the rainbow flag for Pride Month. Our brave State Department decided virtue signaling gay rights in Afghanistan before handing the country over to the Taliban was worth doing. They bravely did it in the Vatican as well. Western leaders right now, care way more about this uh, alphabet gang culture war than they do real national security. The result is that a lot of African nations that have uh, rare earth minerals we need, oil we need, uh, other uh, precious metals that we need for Western industrialization, they're moving towards a sphere of influence with Russia, Iran, and China. Because American and European powers care way more about gay rights than they do national security. And China, Russia, and Iran realize this. Believe it or not, there are many nations on the planet, African nations, Asian nations, South American nations, that are culturally conservative. They're not into trans rights. They're not into gay rights, for that matter. And when the United States and Europe begin to pressure them on these cultural issues, they feel like they're having to give up their culture, oftentimes based on deeply held religious beliefs of the country, and they go towards Russia and China and Iran, which are not telling them you got to give up your cultural concerns. And by the way, we'll give you lots of low-interest loans that aren't really low-interest and have lots of strings attached. But the United States and Europe and Canada and the like, they they hold their head up proud that, well, by God, we haven't dealt with this bigoted little nation in Africa. So the bigoted little nation in Africa gives their lithium supply to China and their oil to Russia and their nickel to Iran and their uranium to Iran. And along the way, what's happening— is there's a series of coups across Africa. Gabon is the latest. Now what happened here is the former president's son, who's now in his third term, wins an election that outside observers say is rigged. So a dozen soldiers announce it's a coup, closed the border, canceled the election, and dissolved the state institutions. It's happened in Mali. It's happened in Niger. It's happening in Sudan. They call this region the Sahel across uh, North Africa. It stretches from the Atlantic over to the the Red Sea, this area where you have um, society exists within the Sahara and the plains that lead into the Sahara. And it's becoming deeply destabilized. And it's becoming deeply destabilized at a time that Al-Qaeda is resurgent. Remember, Obama said they were gone. They're not. ISIS has set up shop there. The Islamic State, yes. Boko Haram, also an Islamic group. They may not care for each other, but they're more concerned with Christians and the West. And Russia has allowed the Wagner Group to go into this area and provoke these coups. We know the Wagner Group has been involved in the Mali coup. We know the Wagner Group has been involved in the uh, Niger coup. We're not sure about Sudan, though it's suspected that Wagner's playing there. And we don't know yet about Gabon, but I wouldn't be surprised given the pattern. And what you have to understand about this is Russia does not want the Islamic radicals to win. The Islamic radicals are actually a huge threat to Russia, Uh, the Chechen situations and others. Uh, Islamic radicals deeply hate Russia. One of the reasons that Russia decided to get involved in Sudan, it's not just a natural alliance with Bashar al-Assad. What the Russians understood is that Chechen rebels who hate the Russians and Vladimir Putin went down to Sudan to fight, to get the skills and the weaponry to go back to Chechnya and try to have a revolution there. And so they got involved. Of course they had ties, they had other geopolitical strategy there, but it was also because the Russians are deeply antagonistic towards Islamic radicals. So why then have coups and destabilize West Africa and allow the resurgence of the Islamic radicals? Because you know who hates the Islamic radicals more than Russia? The United States and Europe. Vladimir Putin is playing chess while we are playing checkers. You destabilize Western Africa and the Sahel, It requires the Americans and the Europeans to refocus there. If we refocus there, we're suddenly not focused on where? Ukraine, Iran, China, the South China Sea, Taiwan. We have limited resources. Remember, go back to Obama. Obama had a strategy that we should be able to win a war on two fronts before Obama, our our national military strategy was we should be able to win two great wars in two separate theaters concurrently. Obama decided we needed to start scaling back our military. And what we should do is be able to win one great war and maintain a level of control of the second theater until we win that war and then redeploy our resources to finish off. It's a dumb strategy. It has left us weaker and more vulnerable. And the Russians know it, and the Chinese know it, and the Iranians know it. And now we have as president of the United States, a man who Barack Obama's own secretary of defense has been wrong about everything in the last 50 years. There's something wicked festering in the shadows. We don't have a presidential administration that even is exercising a modicum of curiosity about it. Now, let me expand the larger picture here of what uh, the African nations are dealing with. Africa is the largest continent. I'm always amazed by the number of people who think that, that Africa is like 50 states. You got all these countries and they're just states. No, they're independent countries on this large land mass and it is a ginormous continent. A, a flat map of the world doesn't convey to you the actual size of the African continent. It is poor. It is dealing with post-colonialism, it's dealing with corruption, it's dealing with military dictatorships, all sorts of problems, but it is oil-rich, it is mineral-rich, it is rare-earth mineral-rich, it is uranium-rich, it has everything you need on that continent, divided by a bunch of nations. And the Americans and the Europeans have kept this continent pretty dirt poor. Why? Because there's a deep fear among Western environmentalists that if the African nations became industrialized, it would impact global warming. The thing that keeps environmentalists up at night is the fear of air conditioning throughout Africa and the fear of a population boom. And by the way, the African continent nations are the only nations still exploding in birth, and even they're declining some. But they're outpacing everybody else. And so what do Western elites say? Well, you can't have DDT to get rid of mosquitoes and stop malaria. You can have nets to sleep under at night. You can't have air conditioners you just keep burning dung at night, even though it's not environmentally friendly. We would far prefer you do that than get get air conditioners because then you expand your electrical grid and you're going to be burning coal and oil and natural gas, and that's bad for the environment. We would rather you stay in poverty. So along come Russia, China, and Iran. They look at all the resources of the African continent and they say, hey, you know what? We'll help you build your power grid. We'll provide you cheap air conditioners for your people. We'll even provide you cars in exchange we want your cobalt. We want your lithium. We want your nickel. And, you know, I mean, we'll take your uranium off your hands as well. Meanwhile, the Americans and the Europeans are like, well, if you're not willing to hoist the rainbow flag, we got to keep you in poverty. Guess which way these nations are going? And now in this West African region, they. Russians are helping launch military coups to destabilize areas of Africa where Islamic radicals are trying to get a foothold in. So Americans will have to deploy their resources. And remember, Barack Obama, or not Barack Obama, Joe Biden has told everyone, hey, guys, we're out of ammunition, we're out of weapons systems, we're out of tanks, we're out of missiles, we're out of bullets, we're out of guns, we can't do anything. And the Russians are looking at this and saying, hey, let's destabilize West Africa, let the Islamic radicals become resurgent there. We know the Americans are going to devote resources to go there. That'll help us in Ukraine. They are playing us, the Russians, the Chinese, and the Iranians. They're playing us in Africa, and our administration, led by a geriatric dementia adult patient, is too stupid to realize what's going on. I, a radio show host in the middle of Georgia, can see what's happening, and Washington, D.C. cannot. It's profoundly absurd, but you know what? It has everything to do with left-wing ideology from climate to the alphabet gang they have shaped American foreign policy to conform to their convictions of wokeism. And guess what? Most of the world isn't down with wokeism. And now Russia, China, and Iran are seizing on our wokeism, turning it against us, and deploying diplomacy to Africa that's ultimately going to hurt us while emboldening the very Islamic radicals who want to kill us. It's very obvious. To anyone who has eyes to see that it's happening, unfortunately, we're led by dementia blind people in Washington, D.C. You should care about this story, even though it seems so abstract and far away, because this administration is letting something fester in the shadows of African nations that's going to drag us back into a war. I am a small businessman. The company that I run for my radio show, it's a small business. I've got employees. I don't have HR. You may be in that situation, and you may really need HR. Well... You may want to talk to Bambi. When running a business, your employees can create all sorts of interesting situations and they could get you in trouble. What happens when two employees are squabbling? One of them smells bad all the time. What do you do? How do you navigate the rules? With Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat. Onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. Let Bambi handle your employees for you. Their HR autopilot automates important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Listen, you want US based HR managers who give you experience, expertise, a personal touch you need to make it seem like they're a part of your team. They can cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at ninety-nine dollars a month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast when you sign up. It'll help you. It'll help your company grow. It'll help you keep peace of mind. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, BAM, B-E-E.com, Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson. Hi there. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425 to the phones. Abraham, welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. How are you? Good. How are you?
2: I'm great. Thank you. I'm glad to be on your show. I listen to you every day. You're doing a fantastic job. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, I was glad to hear that you actually discuss about a topic that is not really uh, talked a lot on American mainstream media, which is the situation in Africa. And you were spot on because I agree that what is actually happening over there is Russia trying to distract the U.S. Because, you know, this country, Niger, Guinea, Burkina Faso, and now Gabon, they used to be French colonies. Mm-hmm. And these people are not really feeling the work culture. Like, we have Obama coming to uh, Senegal and telling people in 2009 to be gay. This is not going to work. And we see that, you know, a lot with the French, the Canadian. And Russia is taking advantage of that because when they come in this region, they're telling those people what they want to hear. They're making them feel like, hey, the West is actually trying to spoil you from your culture, and we're the good guy that you should be dealing with. And if the U.S. don't pay attention to that, it's going to be a real problem. Because the more Russia spread into the region with Wagner and all that, there's going to be more destabilization in the area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the U.S. will have to react and do something and lose focus in Ukraine. So what I was actually trying to hear from you is what you think should be the strategy for the U.S. going forward in that region, because Russia and China are expanding, and this is troubling. I mean, I'm originally from the Ivory Coast, and I feel like this is really bad because I see a contagion effect going in the region. You know, you have Mali, Burkina Faso, and uh, mm-hmm. Guinea. Who's going to be next?
1: Right. Yep. Uh, that That's a great, great question there, Abraham, and thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, it, real quick, in about 30 seconds, and, and I'll, I'll spend some more when I come back, we first have to drop the idea that a nation is bad if it refuses to share our views and values on uh, gay rights and trans rights, uh, the, the values of the administration, not necessarily the American people. Uh, this administration has to recognize that sometimes it has to deal with equitably, in their own words— nations that don't share their values and stop thinking that our values should reign supreme in these places uh culturally when you have deeply religious people in these places who completely disagree on the values of uh the alphabet gang and, and trans rights you got to start from that premise and then you got to go in there and you got to build real relationships without condemning these people for their culturally conservative values now er, around the nation you know the Biden administration is even condemning Americans who complain about the economy and and are ungrateful Americans for Prosperity is going around on a bus tour to talk about Bidenomics and reigniting the American dream and explaining to people what you can do at the state level to restrain Bidenomics and help your state move beyond it. It's not a coincidence that red states are doing economically better than blue states right now uh, as they refuse to deploy Bidenomics and Americans for Prosperity is educating people. They want you to participate. And if you want to be a more effective conservative activist, you should consider reaching out americansforprosperity.org slash eric is the website, americansforprosperity.org slash eric. That's the website. You go to it. You sign up. They've got over 4 million people nationwide. They've got chapters in 36 states, and they're growing in the others. Be a part of a movement that makes you more effective at fighting for free markets and free people. americansforprosperity.org slash eric. Find out where the bus tour is in your area. Show up. Be a part of a greater movement. americansforprosperity.org slash eric. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425 should you wish to be on the program. Happy to have you. Let's go to the phones. Dave, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Dave. Hello. Hi there. Hello.
3: Good to talk with you, Eric. Uh, just wanted to tell you, um, uh, I'm, I'm believing you're going to be the next Rush Limbaugh for this country. So keep up the good work.
1: Well, look, I appreciate that a ton. Thank you.
3: You bet. Hey, I um, I was listening earlier and uh, wanted to ask you if you think that uh, the Republican Party in this area is going to go like by the way of the Whig Party uh, when Abraham Lincoln came into power as the first Republican. Are we due for a major
1: change uh oh that's a good question uh, um you know yes and no um the, bear with me on this one and and, and dave i'm i'm going to let you stay here with me as i talk through this um if if you want to chime in or have a question but i think okay. yeah the republican party we're all in a political in a realignment the democrats are as well to a degree as you have uh, upper-income white voters, secular voters who used to be Republicans moving into the Democrats, which are now pushing out uh, blue-collar non-white voters headed to the GOP. The the values are changing and stuff. And so the parties are changing. The GOP is changing. And, yes, historically, you would think that one of the parties, probably the Republican Party, would go by the wayside um, and, and a new party would rise out of its ashes, except um, – In the 1800s, you did not have ballot access laws, and you do now. And our nation is largely established on the idea of there being two major parties, Republicans and Democrats. Uh, The only thing that Republicans and Democrats hate more than each other is third parties. So it's very difficult for a third party to get ballot access, and then once it has, it stay there. The Libertarians have the largest ballot access Outside of the Democrats and Republicans and they still get stymied and and then they have their own internal problems. So, yeah, I kind of think that, um, yeah, the Republicans probably uh, could break apart into a multi-party function. You do see this kind of the Glenn Youngkins, the Brian Kemp's, the Kim Reynolds of the world. Their Republican Party vision is different from, say, the Donald Trump vision. Uh, But because of the ballot access Uh, rules, it's just impossible for it to happen at this point. So they're not going to go away. Um, But what we are going to see now is a more tumultuous realignment than what we may have seen in the past because those parties can't go away. Does that make sense?
3: That does make sense. I guess I'm wondering if if not a third party, could the Republican Party morph in with the leadership of the, those you just mentioned, Kim Reynolds and company, the Niyonken into something else, and we have a rise of leadership that says, "Hey, we cannot continue the path that we're going down, like modern monetary theory, this sort of thing that is uh, perhaps going to be the demise of this country." Um, yeah, yeah, you not make a change. And-
1: I I would say, yes, I I think that is that's actually happening. And it it happens now in primaries as opposed to the general elections. And I think what we're going to wind up seeing is if I had to guess, we're going to see a Republican Party that is more regional than the Democratic Party. So, for example, uh, in New England, you will have Republicans who and they already kind of are that they're more uh, likely to support abortion rights. They're more likely to support uh, left-wing social policy, but they're still fiscally pro-business. In the South and the Midwest, you have more cultural conservatives, and, and we have these fights internally within the party. Uh, you, you know what, what I think gets probably not remarked, and Dave, I'll let you go there, but thanks very much for the question that, that, that allows me to make these points here. You're more likely in America today to find a pro-abortion, pro-gay marriage, trans rights-supporting Republican than you are to find a pro-life, pro-traditional marriage, anti-trans Democrat. Despite all of the talk of Democrats and their skin color diversity, you're more likely to find a massively diverse Republican Party these days than you are to find a... um, than you are to find diversity within the Democratic Party on these issues. You're more likely to find diverse intellectual disagreement on the Republican side than you are the Democratic side. The Democrats quibble about some issues, and typically it's how far left do we go. The Republican Party actually doesn't quibble about the degrees of rightness. The Republican Party uh, quibbles about the direction of rightness. Uh, Should Republicans, for example, the J.D. Vance wing of the party, the populist wing, is pro-unionization? Uh, the the Brian Kemp wing of the party is is free market. The Glenn Youngkin wing of the party is is free market. Um, the, the Kim Reynolds wing of the party is pro farm subsidies. The Ted Cruz wing of the party is not. Ted Cruz won the Iowa caucuses in 2016 campaigning against ethanol subsidies. These policy debates and divisions you have within the Republican Party, and they tend to be open. Uh, they're not settled behind closed doors, and that aggravates some people that they're not. But I actually think it's a good thing. I think it's a very good thing that the Republican Party hashes these out publicly and presents a diversity of ideas instead of a unified front. Now, I know there are some Republicans, like uh, an hour ago, we had a, a, a very seasoned citizen call in and say I must be bought and paid for by the Chinese for complaining about the Republicans. I get criticized a lot for criticizing my own side. I think the public disagreements and the public debates are good, not bad, for the GOP. I think it is good for us on our side to be public that we disagree with the direction of the party and we wish to take it in a different direction. The Democratic Party maintains superficial homogeneity. Uh, They superficially claim to all be aligned on issues, and really they're not. And so those fractures happen internally within the Democratic Party, and at some point it becomes very explosive. Within the Democratic Party, because the Republicans are so open about their disagreements, those fissures can also be resolved publicly and things don't just burst forth and surprise everyone at the end. And those disagreements are good. Um, if, if, If we didn't have ballot access rules, I think probably a long time ago, the Republicans probably would have fractured. You know, the Libertarian Party could have capitalized on this. But the libertarian party over time actually became the libertine party. You see, libertarians believe in, in individual rights and a limited government. I mean, Ronald Reagan said that the, uh, what was the foundation um, of the conservative movement was liberta- was libertarian at heart, an individual movement of uh, limited government. The Libertarian Party these days doesn't care about the limits of government. They care about the limits of their libertine sensibilities. They want uh, drugs and sex and and access to to God knows what. Uh, they don't really care. I mean, you got Wiccans and and people who practice witchcraft running the Libertarian Party. People who want open prostitution and the like. And they're not a serious party. They they chose to be an unserious party. The Green Party is another example. The Green Party has ballot access. In a lot of states, uh, but the Green Party as well, it picks up the Jill Steins, and the Ralph Nader's of the world who really don't offer much beyond the Democratic Party. They lure some of the more hardcore progressives their way. The Democrats and the Republicans like to use third parties to to hurt the other side. So, for example, in Georgia, where I am. The Libertarian Party got ballot access because Georgia used to have a Speaker of the House named Tom Murphy. He was the longest serving Speaker of the House for a long time. He was a Democrat who ruled with an iron fist. And Tom Murphy saw the Republicans rising in the state and gave the Libertarians ballot access because he knew it would force Republicans into runoffs uh, and ultimately would hurt The Republicans. Well, now, you know, they still force Republicans to runoff Senate's And it's up until recently was helping Republicans. But for a long time, the entire reason libertarians in Georgia got ballot access from the Democrats was to hurt the GOP. I've always been an encourager of the Republicans giving the Green Party access in Georgia to do the same thing to the Democrats. Nobody's taken me up on that yet. But just consider the Reform Party movement under uh, Ross Perot. The Reform Party made it on the ballot in almost all of the 50 states, if not all of the 50 states, with Ross Perot in charge. But to keep ballot access in most states, you have to continue to get a certain percentage of the vote. Otherwise, you got to do a signature collection drive to get on the ballot. When Ross Perot walked away from the Reform Movement and his checkbook went with him, you know, he only died, what, last year or so. Uh, When Ross Perot walked away from the Reform Movement, he took his checkbook with him and the reform movement stopped being able to get ballot access in most states. It's it's on, but not everywhere. So the new labels or the no labels party, they're going to have to get ballot access. The Democrats fought to them. You know, the Democrats who claim that Republicans make it harder to vote and Republicans deprive people of democracy. It's the Democrats in Arizona that tried to stop no labels from getting ballot access. They're deeply scared that no labels is a front uh, for a moderate operation to get Donald Trump elected. The the calculus is that a no-labels party can't get elected, can't get the presidential nomination, but could actually take enough votes from Joe Biden that it helps the Republicans, and they don't want that. They say it's all about Donald Trump, but it's really about they don't want the Republicans to win, and they're scared of no-labels. It's really hard to get ballot access. And once you get ballot access, it's even harder to maintain ballot access. The Libertarian Party of America, God bless them, they have ballot access in pretty much all 50 states. I'm unaware of an elected Libertarian who ran in the Libertarian Party. I'm, maybe they exist. At the federal level, they certainly don't. At the statewide officeholder level, they certainly don't. Maybe at the local level, they do somewhere. I don't know. Uh, I don't know of any, but they're not effective. Uh, it, it, that's always deeply frustrated me. You have this this third party with ballot access in all fifty states, the only one to my knowledge that does, and they don't do anything with it. They just run nonsense. They run candidates who just want uh, drugs and prostitution, and that's that's their entire platform. It seems like every single time, you know, there was a what a bid in twenty twenty to take over the Libertarian Party and have a quality third-party candidate run against Trump and Biden, and the Libertarians shut it down. They didn't want a quality candidate who could win. They wanted a free drugs and sex candidate, and that person couldn't win. Libertarians like to shoot themselves in the foot more than they like to win, and then they scream about the virtues of their convictions. Oh, well. Wow, that question set me off in a different direction from when I was going to go, but that's fine. Still got more to talk about, including Glenn Youngkin. First, though... Between 22-year high interest rates, and by the way, I don't know if you heard Jerome Powell the other day after that conference in Wyoming saying interest rates probably going to keep going up now. you got bank turmoil. You've got still fears of a recession. It might be a uh, job lossless recession where you keep your job and the economy still sucks. The portfolio that you have might mess up. Well, Swiss America might be able to help you. They've been the leader in precious metals for 40 years in this country. And right now, Swiss America is offering you guys beautiful Walking Liberty Half Dollars. The amazing low price, $13.50. You limit $250 per customer. It's a real silver coin. It's a great gift for your kids or grandkids. It's a great way to get into precious metal investing yourselves. I've got them. They're great. I've got multiple ones. Now, to get this deal, but also I need to highlight for you, Swiss America also has done a, a report. In fact, I've got my copy right here. The Secret War, what the war on cash is doing to your money. It's a report produced by Swiss America on how there actually is a global effort right now to stigmatize the use of cash. And you see this in the private sector. You see this also with the government. They're trying to force you into digital currencies and credit cards by which they can then control you. It's really eye-opening report. You can get that. You can get the Walking Liberty half dollars for $13.50. All you have to do is call or text 800-289-2646. Use my name. When you text 800-289-2646, just send them the word ERIC. Or you can go to SwissAmerica.com slash ERIC. So you mention ERIC. When you call or text 800-289-2646, or you go to SwissAmerica.com slash ERIC, get the Secret War on Cash report, get the Walking Liberty half dollars. I do need to tell you, if you call or text 800-289-2646, message and data rates may apply. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, 877-973-7425. To the phones we go. Lewis, you're going to be up next. Welcome.
2: Hey, Eric. Um, I just want to say this. I feel like we're sort of in a holding pattern. And everybody's waiting around to see if Trump will either go to jail for life or become president next. And I really think we need to drift way away from that. If he gets it, he gets it. But... I really like Nikki Haley because we know that hell hell knows no fury like a woman's scorn. I think Nikki Haley would be the Margaret Thatcher we've been looking for. She has the experience. She has the international experience, and I think it. You know, I li- I really don't like Ramaswamy. I like his energy, but I just don't trust him. And uh, it's going to yeah. take about 16 years
1: of a Republican presidency. To get past everything that the, the Democrats are doing here, you know. Okay, so I I will say I, I disagree with the 60 year assessment. I think you could do it in eight, which is one of the reasons I think Republicans need to remember Donald Trump can only get four years max uh, if you were to get reelected, where anyone else could potentially get eight. Uh, so much of what the Democrats have done, uh, well, let let's 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 take it. Um, the the IRA the the Inflation Reduction Act that's actually the the Green New Deal. They pass it with reconciliation so he could be undone with reconciliation. That only that's means you can't filibuster it and it only needs fifty one votes. So that's undoable very quickly. Everything else Biden has done has been through executive order that can uh, undo it, Uh, that can be undone with new executive orders very quickly. So a lot of what they're doing, uh, the sticky part are the regulations because the regulatory work does take time. But if you come in on day one and you aim to repeal those regulations, you can get that done within a year to two years if you put your mind to it and you're going to have to get very, very aggressive with it. Uh, And again, I, I do think that that's a point that has to be highlighted is that any, any Republican other than Trump has the opportunity for eight years, um, two four-year terms. Uh, the Constitution prohibits anyone from running, from having more than two terms as president. So that's going to be a, something the Republicans have to assess. But I do think you can undo executive action with executive action pretty quickly. And because the Democrats had to use reconciliation to pass the Inflation Reduction Act, reconciliation can be used to undo it which means that's a pretty easy process to undo when, if you hold the House and the Senate. So if you have the House and the Senate, you even bypass the filibuster and getting rid of it. Also, remember... A new administration can legislatively undo regulations of a prior administration if they focus on undoing them within the first 60 days' regulations, and those can't be filibustered either. So you could rapidly roll out a, a repeal of regulations. Uh, these things are possible. The GOP's just going to have the wherewithal and the knowledge to be able to do it, uh, and preferably with someone who's there for eight years to start filling back up uh, the courts of appeals. The Democrats have been pushing hard to, to match McConnell on that, and- they're not close yet, um, but they're getting close. I want you to go over to omahasteaks.com. Y'all, listen, Labor Day is this is coming Monday. If you order today, I'm, I, you may be able to get a package to you by Saturday from Omaha Steaks, but it's worth it if you haven't thought about what you're going to be grilling for Labor Day. Omaha Steaks, they've got a great Labor Day grill pack, and you get eight burgers and eight gourmet jumbo franks for free. All you do is go to omahasteaks.com, and you put Eric, E-R-I-C-K, in the search bar. OmahaSteaks.com. put Eric in the search bar you get the great grill pack from Omaha Steaks you get those burgers and gourmet jumbo franks for free but here's what else you need to know about Omaha Steaks they have ready made sides they have great desserts and they have great main course meals with school back for many of you or about to be back for the rest of you if you got kids and you're going to get in the new school routine. Why don't you just put something from Omaha Steaks in the oven or on the grill, have it heating. When the kids start saying, we're hungry, what's for supper? Well, you've already got something planned. It's in the oven from Omaha Steaks. They make it easy, and you get 50% off site-wide right now. And you get the 100% satisfaction guarantee. All from Omaha Steaks. Yes, that's right, 50% off right now. And you get the 100% satisfaction guarantee. And you get the eight free burgers. And you get the eight free gourmet jumbo forks. What more could you ask for? OmahaSteaks.com. You put Eric, E-R-I-C-K, in the search bar. And you save big, you get the gourmet jumbo franks or the burgers for free. It's such a great deal.